So tonight, what we're going to talk about is you're not the star of your own movie. <laughs> sounds weird, sounds strange, but it is something that we all must come to grips with. Uh, our verse of scripture is taken from the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah, the first chapter and verse number five. This is Pastor Henry Owens, and you're on my podcast. I'm the Pastor Henry Owens, where I give biblical answers to the hard questions of life. So this is the Pastor Henry Owens podcast. And so we're, we're, we're talking about tonight that you are not the star of your own movie. In Jeremiah 1 and 5, the Bible says, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Then said I, O Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. That's verses 5, 6, 7, and 8. Listen to what God says. God tells Jeremiah very clearly. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before the 24 chromosomes of your mother and 24 chromosomes of your father mixed and mingled together to create genes to make up the substrata and the substructure of who you are, God is saying, I am the one that did that formation. I'm the one that put you together, that wove you together. And before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. I knew who you were. I knew what you were about. I knew all the decisions you were going to make. I knew everything that you were going to do. And the amazing thing about God, and I always tell people this because it always blows people's mind about God, because God does not live, dwell, or breathe in time. He operates in eternity and effects time. So God lives in the eternal realm where we're stuck in the realm of time. And so in eternity, God goes to the end of our life, the end of our time impacts the time, lays out the footsteps he wants us to have in life, comes back to our formation in the womb, and he lays down the blueprint and footprint of our life and then tells us, trust me, that I'll get you from the beginning to the end of your life. He told Jeremiah, before you were born, I set you apart. I ordained you. I gave you a mission. I gave you a vision. I gave you responsibility. Before you were born, I wanted you to open up your mouth and proclaim my word to the nations. Then said I, oh, Lord God. Because to the human mind, that is explosive. That's expansive. 
for somebody to tell you before you were born, I made you to do this. As big as that was, notice Jeremiah was a youth. He was a young man. And so he was like, wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Jeremiah says, oh, Lord God, behold. Behold means to stop, pause, and look at. He tells God, wait a minute. Pause that thing. Put that thing on pause for a minute. I need you to look at this. I cannot speak because I, for I, am a youth. God, I'm too young for what you trying to drop at my feet. I'm too young for this. But the Lord said to me, this is Jeremiah responding to what the Lord said to him. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am a youth for you shall go to all to whom I send you. God said, man, don't tell me who you are. I have known who you were before you knew who you were. He said, don't tell me what you're incapable of doing. Because see, when we tell God that we don't have the capacity or capability of doing what he told us, what we're telling God is not, God, you're not powerful enough to get done through me what you've called me to do. Now you're not talking about your inadequacies. You're making God inadequate. And God is not going to stand for that because God is not inadequate. God doesn't need a vitamin supplement. He's God. And whatever he says, his will will be done. That's what makes God the happiest creator on the planet. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. And whatever I tell you, you're going to say exactly what I tell you to say. Now that's a command. Now God drops on Jeremiah something that is really, really, really heavy. He says, do not be afraid of their faith. Hold on. First of all, you tell me to go. Now you leaving out parts of what's going to happen. God literally leaves out pieces of the vision, the dream, what you're going to go through in your life. Because if he lets you see it all, you would get stuck analyzing what it is that God has asked you to do. You would have paralysis by way of analysis you would try to analyze yourself out of doing the will of God for your life. And so he left off a big, huge part. He just told Jeremiah, don't be afraid of their faces. Well, why would I have to be afraid of their faces? What's going to, what am I going to say to these people that they, I got to be afraid of how they're going to react? You see, that's me. My first reaction to God would be, what in the world are you talking about? 
Why would I be saying something to make these folks face change? Their facial expression change. Because if their facial expression is changing, evidently I'm saying something that they don't like. And if I'm saying something that they don't like, that means it's showing on their face. And if it's showing on their face, that means that they're getting ready to hurt me. It's some stuff you leaving out of this thing, God. Now, why are you leaving this part out? <laughs> and that is the God that we serve. The God we serve does not tell us everything. He literally leaves pieces out on purpose. But he told him, don't be afraid of their faces. For I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Deliver me from what? What are you delivering me from? Is what my next question will be. You're here to deliver me. That means that they're going to try to hurt me. So I have gone for people frowning in their face to now they want to hurt me. Because <laughs> you talking about you're going to deliver me. But God literally on purpose leaves things out of our story. Why? Because the story, even though it holds our name, it's not about us. Now, I know that's hard to hear because it was hard for me to hear when the Spirit of God said that. He said, Henry, the movie you are in, he said it just like this. The movie you are in is a movie of your life. The movie carries your name, but you are not the star of the show. I said, God, how can that be? If the movie is about me, I have to be the star of the show. He said, no, the movie is about you, but you are not the star. You're one of the characters in the movie of your own life. I said, well, then God, who is the star of the show? And so then God took me to a wonderful superlative and a great example. The example he took me to was Abraham. Abraham waited 100 years for a son by the name of Isaac from his wife, Sarah. 100 years. God wakes Abram up and tell him, what I want you to do is take your son, your only son, Isaac, and I want to show you a place on a mountain. I want you to take him to that spot, build an altar, tie his hands behind his back, take your knife and cut his throat and then set him on fire. Okay, you what? I've waited 100 years for this boy. Now you want me to take him to a mountain. Take him up that mountain, put wood on his back, build an altar, have the fire, put the fire under the altar, take my dagger, cut his throat, and set him on fire. That's exactly what I want you to do. And Abram, without the entire story, because God left some major pieces out, got him, the boy, and his servants, and went on a walk, got to the mountain. God said, this is the spot. Take the boy up the mountain, tie his hands, pull out your knife, build the altar, get the fire, cut the boy's throat, set the boy on fire. 
Abraham gets up, goes up the mountain, grabs his son, puts wood on his back for the altar. He gets his son, binds his hands behind him, builds the altar, lays the boy on the altar, sets the fire, and is getting ready to cut his son's throat. And God calls out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, do not harm the lad. There is a ram in the bush. Now, if that was a movie, people would say the star of the movie was Abraham and Isaac. They would say they are the two main characters within that story. And this was the story of Abraham's life. This movie is named Abraham, but Abraham was not the star. Abraham and Isaac wasn't even the star of that story. Literally, the star of that story was the ram that was tied in the bush because the story was all about the ram because the ram was going to take the place of Isaac on the altar. That ram is a representation of Jesus Christ. This is his story. This movie may have your name on it, but it's his story. <laughs> it is Jesus' story because Jesus became the substitute for every man and woman that is walking the face of the earth. God literally took his son up on a mountain called Calvary, the place of a skull. His son carried wood on his back. The fire of the judgment of God was on his life. And they laid him down and nailed him to a tree. And they pierced him in the side. And he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died as a substitute. He is the star of your movie. And when you get to the point that you understand that you are not the star of your own show, when you get to the point in your life where you understand that you must crown Jesus to be the throne and the king of your life, he is to sit on the throne of your heart when you understand that it's not about you, but it's all about Christ, then your movie will always come out wrong. The Bible says it like this. What would it profit a man if he should gain the whole world but lose his soul? For what will a man give in exchange for his soul? All of us want to be in a blockbuster movie. All of us want to get the Academy Award. All of us want to get the Oscar. But it's only one person that deserves the Academy Award. It's only one person that deserves the Oscar. And that is none other than Jesus Christ himself. Because it is not your story. It has your name on it, but it ain't your story. It's his story. You're just an actor in his movie. And when you get to that place where you understand I'm just an actor, 
in the movie called Jesus. And it's not my story. It's his story. Then you will understand what history is really about. History is really his story. It's all about Jesus Christ, him crucified, resurrected, and coming again. And so I'm telling you, the movie is not about you. It's all about Jesus. It's not about you. It's all about Jesus. You were on the air live with the pastor Henry Owens where he gives biblical answers to the hard questions of life.